I will bless the Lord at all times. Y'all got to help me now. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise. <clears throat> uh, I, can, I can hear. I will bless the Lord at all times. Has the Lord been good to you today? Yes. Okay. I, I heard my son say amen. He has no right. He's a pastor's kid. Has the Lord been good to you? Amen. Are you still breathing? Amen. You got clothes, clothes, clothes on your back? Amen. You got breath on your lungs? Amen. You are in good health? Amen. God has been good to you. It's good to be back with you all. And let's, with all that being said, there's a word from the Lord. If you have your Bible, as we are... In the second part of our short series on love, this morning I want to talk to you about a love that restores. A love that restores. Meet me in the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke chapter 15. Um, we're going to read verse 11 through 32. Gospel according to Luke um, chapter, um, chapter 15 verses 11 through 32. If you're able to stand, would you please stand and read with me? Um, the Word of God. We're going to read from the NIV version of the Word of God. Let's read together. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The, the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got, all, got together all he had set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his field <coughs> Keep reading. But no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And against you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music 
and then sing. So he called one of his servants and asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered to his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when his son, when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Uh, let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you for your word. Your word already spoke to us just simply by reading it. So Father, as we come to the pinnacle of, of this worship experience, which is your preached word, speak through me for we are listening. Mold my lips. Shape my mind in my heart so that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart will be acceptable unto your sight. O Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer, is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. A love that restores. You may have heard me say this before. There was a 12-year-old boy who killed one of the family geese by throwing a stone and hitting it squarely on the head, figuring his parents wouldn't notice that one of the 24 birds was missing, he buried it. But that evening, his sister called him aside and said, I saw what you did. And if you don't offer to do the dishes tonight, for me, I will tell mother. The next morning, she gave him the same warning. All that day and the next, the frightened boy fell bound to the dishes. The following morning, however, he surprised his sister by telling her, today is your turn to do the dishes. And the sister said, I'm going to tell mama on you. The boy reminded her, his sister, said, I've already told mommy. She has forgiven me. Now you got to do the dishes because I am free again. Luke tells us about the prodigal son concern, concern about meeting his father. Decided to begin the conversation by confessing his sin. Then he planned to offer himself as a slave, but he never had to make the proposal. 
Because one thing that I want to tell you when it comes to God, even before I get to the text, when you confess your sin, you have a father who is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. This is your amen part. You just missed it. Let me say it again. What I'm trying to tell you is this. You have a loving father that when you confess your sin, he does not hold it over your head, but rather he opened his arms and love to receive you. What I'm trying to tell you this afternoon is simply this. This story is about a boy who tells his father, I wish you were dead. It simply said this, I wish you were dead. Because, and by the way, typically we call this the story the prodigal sons. But the story is rightly titled, it's about two lost sons. Not one is a prodigal, but they are both lost. I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get there in a minute. Um, prodigal. So, what is a prodigal? Um, Y'all know I love definition, right? Uh, can I can I teach you real quick? A prodigal is a person who squanders money recklessly and selfishly, then comes to regret foolish behavior. I I I don't need to go too far, but I know I'm in your neighborhood. It may not have been money, but you and I know that we've displayed and we have reckless, we have done foolish things. And if it had not been for the mercy and the grace of God, we would not be here today. I know I can get no help, but, but that, that's, the, that's the word. Today, the term prodigal has come to represent the repentant return of a person no matter the reason that no matter the reason they left in the first place the prodigal son as i said is a lost son um and, and here's the main message before i break it down and give you guys some takeaways what i hope that you guys learn through this sermon is this it doesn't matter how far you stray from God or how much you squander the gifts he provide. He provides. He is always delighted when we turn back to him. Did you hear what I said? Is this thing on? It doesn't matter how far you have strayed from God. God is always delighted when you return home. The, the, the reason is, the, is this. God's unconditional love is waiting for us to come back home. And I don't know who I'm speaking to today. And, and I, I don't usually say this, but I don't know who needs to hear this. You need to come back home. It's hard in them streets. It's hard out there, but you have a loving father that says, come home. There's a group that sang an old song that says, come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home. Softly and tenderly, 
Jesus is calling, calling sinners to come home. And, and, and some of us, we need to come home and come home to God. Um, th th there's ways you can look at the, 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 the story. Number one, the son made a request. In verse 12, he says, give me my portion. Um, let me explain this to you so you can understand. You only get inheritance upon the passing of the patriarch. In other words, my children will get an inheritance when I die. So for a son to say, give me my inheritance, it's pretty much says this, since you're taking your time to die, I wish you were dead, therefore give me what you were going to give me anyways, let me go be me. In 21st, language, in 21st century language, let me go live my life. Let me go live my best life. Let me go be me. You know, old man, old lady, get out of my way, give me my money. That's pretty much what the young man says. Give me. And, and, and when he made that request, and that request only goes to highlight his rebellion. He's rebelling. Because now, watch this, he goes, he goes and now lived and spent his money and, and wild living, as it says. You, 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 you know rebellion starts small and eventually manifests itself big. Are you guys listening to me? Uh, um, you, you know how one little white lie leads to you lying about your tax return? You, you, you know, what, 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 one time you, you stole that one candy and then now you go to Walmart, you don't pay anything, you just scan one thing, but you don't pay for the other things. Uh, in other words, rebellion starts from the heart, eventually manifests itself on the outward. You, 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 you know, some people decide to do what they're going to do. They said, I know what's best. I'm going to live my life. Some people would say, they'll go as far to say, I feel I'm suffocating at my parents' house or in the church. The church is suffocating me. I need to live my life. I need to be set free. No, you know what they're trying to say? I want to rebel. I want to live a rebellious life. Because what's good for you may not necessarily be popular with the culture. Um, watch again. Now the son find himself, after he made a request, after he rebelled, in verse 14, he begun to be in want. Now there's retribution. In other words... You make your bed, you got lying. He went to a foreign country and he wastes his money. And can I tell you something about sin and when you live your life in sin? It looks good on the surface. Everything seems to be fine. But, um, Joseph Creola, good Creole, 
des règlements pour, pour pécher. Um, there's an account to give. Because now, he is in want. Mind you now, this is a boy who never had any want. It's like Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, and now, because he decided to live the fold, to live the, 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 the pasture that God has prepared for him, because he's not satisfied with God's vision for his life, he wants to live his life according to his way. And which is the same problem a whole lot of us have. We want to live this Christian walk according to our way. Last time I checked, your name is not Christ. If you did not die on the cross, if you did not resurrect on the third day, you cannot de decide how you're going to live. I don't mean to get loud, but, 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 but this truth you need to hear. You don't get to decide how you live this life. Christ decides how you live this life. You don't get to decide what you do and what you don't do. Because if you truthfully and honestly give God, give your life to Christ, you now second. And, and I know, I know that's offensive to, to, to a lot of y'all. Because your culture, it's about you. I know, I know you. You are the center of this world. Breaking news, you're not. This is breaking news on CNN, Fox News, all of them. You are not the center of the universe. It's not about you. The sun begun to be in need. And see there, now you see, he now realizes. Now, now understand this. This boy, by nature, would be Jewish. Y'all listening to me? Not Haitian, Jewish. He don't deal with Griot. He now got to get a job. And guess where he got to go work? In the pigsty. So it shows you that when you decide to be in sin, when you decide to rebel against God, you may lose yourself to a point where that, what, what you're supposed to be allergic to, what you're supposed to be allergic to, become what you need to survive. I'm allergic to tuna. I don't mess with tuna. I don't care what it is. You can pay me money. I'm not touching tuna. I don't deal with it. I know that's Clovis River Sandwich from Subway. I know it. I know it. I don't mess with that stuff. You know, the other day I went to a restaurant. Uh, um, and, and I was somebody, they ordered tuna for somebody else. And, and, and I told the people, listen, um, whoever make the tuna sandwich cannot make my sandwich. That's one. And two, and the lady was like, oh, are you? I'm like, I'm highly allergic. And then you know what they had to do? She said, wait a minute. They stop everything. They remove everything. And then they make my sandwich. Then they make the tuna. I'm like, now nah, you're preaching. The point I'm making to you is this. If you see yourself that you are now have to 
compromise and what used to be uncomfortable become comfortable. What used to be wrong become right. If it becomes like this, you have become so far away from home, so far away from your father, so far away from the blessings that attach with you being with the father. Now you basically eating pig's food, um, food instead of eating the meals that God has prepared for you. When you find yourself to be in want, you better be reflect. You better have a reflection. Um, what the boy, the 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 the, the text says, he came to his senses, and, and, and if verse seventeen, he came to his senses, and some of y'all need to come to your senses. Those of you who are watching online, some of you, you also need to come to your senses. And, and, and the, the the point of of. Of, of the church's wall, something is wrong with God, and now it's about ancestral and all that stuff. Listen, what do you know about voodoo to, 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 to try to serve voodoo? Boy, you better get your... Listen, there is one God. All the other ones, all the other small gods, they dead. The boy came to his senses. When he came to his senses, you know what he says? Even the servants at my father's house, they ain't got, they, they don't need anything. You, 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 you know, you know, you know, you, you, you really now in reflective mode when you are analyzing and recognize the status in a lifestyle of the hired servants. It wasn't comparing. It just came to his senses to say that the fact that, and this is why he said, this is what part of the resolution that he makes, because he said this, listen, I've already told my father, I wish you were dead. And so therefore, he knows he does not deserve to be a son. And, and, and he said, I will go to my father and say, let me be one of your hired servants. Um, I want you guys to get this. When you are a child of God, Nothing can take you away from his hands. Nothing and no one. If anything, you are the only thing that's, that, that's in the way between you and God. Did you guys hear what I said? Because once you are a child of God, you have the seal of God in your life. There's nothing. In, in other words, my son, my oldest son, is Perry Jeremiah Tima. There's nothing that's going to stop making him Perry Jeremiah Tima to me. Because he is my son. You are God's child. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. 
and, and, and I want that to be in that thick skull of yours. I want you to get this. Say it with me. I am God's child. Now, does that mean you are perfect? No. And when you mess up, when you, when you mess up, you better fess up. That's what the boy did right there. He fessed up. He said, I'm going to go to my father. Ooh, can, can I preach here like I, like I, like I, like, like, like I feel it? Um, he said, I'm going to tell him, I don't need, I don't deserve to be a son. Ain't God good that when we about to bargain, but God's grace, God's grace and mercy won't allow you to bargain with God because God's compassion is so great that you can be deep in sin when you come to your senses and say, Father, forgive me. You know what he does? He will take you. He will bathe you. He will clothe you with his righteousness because the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. Man, I, was, I wish I was in Pentecostal church. The blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. He washes our sin. He washes away your sin. And that's why, that, that's why the trick of the enemy is for you to remain in your sin. It's for you to remain with the pigsty. Um, I, I, I think I, 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 I put this in my note. Um, I think it was, um, J. Vernon McGee, uh, uh, McGee who said this. Do you know the difference between the sun and that pig, and that pig pen, and the pig? It says this, the difference is that no pig has ever said to himself, I will arise and go to my father. You're going to get that in your way home. Let me say it again. The difference between the sun and the pig pen is that no pig has ever got up and said, I'm going to go to my father. Um, in case you, you don't get it, you and I, we have a father to go to. And that father, he is loving. That father, he is compassionate. That father, he is gracious. That father, he is forgiving. That father, he is good. The boy said, I'll go to my father. Um, watch what happened. He said, I have sinned against heaven. And I have sinned against you. Sounds familiar? David in Psalm 51 said, I have sinned against heaven and I have sinned. So, in other words, when you sin, you sin against God and against the person that you offended. See, 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 the thing is, and, 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 and it's a twofold. We typically want to only say, I have sinned against heaven. But I did step on your shoes. I have to say, I'm sorry for stepping on your toes. So the boy said to the father, I have sinned against you and I have sinned against my father. And there, upon the repentance, comes restoration. If you don't remember anything that I said, 
There can be no restoration without repentance. For something to be restored, that something has to admit that they are in, de in, in a decaying condition. See, a lot of you, you are wasting away, but you've yet to admit that you're sick. Someone with you. Some not right. You, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of people, all they do every night, they drink to go to bed. They smoke to go to bed. Guess what? The alcohol is only masking away a problem. The weed is only masking away a problem. But can I tell you something? Once you repent, once you repent and said, I've done it. Yes, I am wrong. Yes, I am in need. And God is a specialist when it comes to restoration because what he has done, he now takes the boy. And, and let, let me give you, let me give you a little um, Jewish culture. Uh, background in the text. Do you know that, number one, the men, the men back then were robed. Older men don't run after kids. Kids supposed to run towards men. As a matter of fact, the men could have hurt himself by tripping over his robe. The men basically could have lost his ranking, his dignity, because um, his neighbors, his friends, his 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 uh, um, colleagues can look at and say, "What foolish thing is that you're doing?" Uh, um, I, I'm not necessarily a, you know, I, I know there's a lot of debate about reckless love, but that's exactly what the father did here by seeing the son. He recklessly, and that's what Tim Keller said, he recklessly went, ran after the boy from far away. Do you know what that means? That means that the father was um, every day in anticipation of his son return. Every day he would get up and go. So when he saw him from far away, he ran and got him. And when the son confesses, I don't deserve to be your son anymore. But the father said, listen, my boy. Um, he, confesses, he confesses sin. He said, listen, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate. I want to throw a party. And, and, and here you see now, he gave him a ring that signifies that you belong to me because that ring now have a signet that, that when he, when people see it, they would know that's his son. He carries his agenda. You, you, you know how, you know how the, 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 the White House, the, the, the White House, they have the, when, 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 when the um, press secretary stands to speak for the president, they have the seal of the president in front of the podium. Because she is not whomever it is. Not that, anyways, I'm not, I'm not going there. Let me not go there. Don't go there, Perry. Do not go there. Do not go there. Um, I catch myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, whomever the press secretary is, they don't speak by the podium. They're not speaking for themselves. They are speaking for the president. 
how you treat the press secretary by proxy is how you treat the president. Why? Because there's a seal in front of the podium. Um, when the boy got the ring, it only shows that this is his father. He is his father's son, and with that ring, he has the authority that the father has. And, and so now he said, "You know what? Go ahead, go ahead. You know, you know, we're gonna do, we're gonna do some tassel tassel beef. You know, we're gonna we're gonna kill the we're gonna kill the we're gonna kill the big big calf. We're, we're gonna have a party. Why? Heaven rejoices when a sinner returns home." See, see, in the church now, we get so bougie, we get so Baptist, it's like somebody got saved, we're like. You, you understand? Heaven rejoices. I don't know what Christian are you. If somebody got saved, you better be doing cartwheel. Because that's one soul that was going to go to hell, but now that's going to go to heaven. Father said, Put the best woe on him. Put some respect on his name. You know, put some respect on his name. Clothe him with my woe, with the best woe, and put it on him. Reminds you of Joseph? Joseph, you, 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 you know, put the best woe on him. Listen, I don't know what it is you are dealing with out there. But the point I'm making to you is this. If you choose to return home, there's joy. There's joy in returning home. There's joy in returning home. And when you come home, you get to experience the joy of forgiving, of forgiveness. You know, sometimes a person say they forgive you, eh. but when God says He forgives you, that's all the weight being lifted in your shoulders. All the weight being lifted in your shoulders. Um, in my Baptist way, I gotta give you this. I want you to see a parallel between Jesus and the prodigal son. The prodigal son was lost. Jesus says, "I am the way." So, if you are lost, can, can I preach? There is a way. His name is Jesus. Um, the prodigal son was ignorant. He was ignorant in his behavior, in his action. But Jesus says, I am the truth. Um, in verse 24, the father said, my son was dead. You know what Jesus says? I am the life. I, I, I don't know any best way to say it to you. All I'm trying to tell you is this. If you don't know your way home, come to Jesus. If you don't know the truth, come to Jesus. If you don't feel that there's life in you, come to Jesus. Yo, 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 yo let, let, let me let me say it again. That makes myself happy. Um, you know, there, there's, there, there's, there, there's a song that says, if you got chain, he's a chain breaker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. In, in other words, the way that you're going, You've been wandering out there, wayward. Jesus says, come, 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 come back to me because I am the way. He is the GPS that does not need satellite to calibrate because he's his own satellite. He is the way. 
and, and not our way, but the way. And, and I know you're trying to chase the bag so you can get to it. But I'm telling you, if you were with Jesus, you are never going to lose. There's joy and, and, and forgiving. There's joy and restoration. Three things, and I'll take my seat. It's, all, it's, it's almost time for us to go. Um, three lessons. Three takeaways. And, yeah, I'll deal with that. Three, number one, look inside. Look inside you. Number one, Tell somebody, look inside of yourself. <clears throat> if you relate to the prodigal son, look inside. Find God dwelling there. See the beauty he knows is inside, even if it's hidden. See the worth that he sees in you. Ask him for forgiveness and welcome him into your heart. And forgive you. Uh, you guys know the older brother? The older brother was a son, but he never behaved like a son. Because he said to the father, all this time that I've been slaving for you, watch the language. I wish I can project it. Uh, um, he said, all these years, y'all remember when I read it a few minutes ago? It says, all these years, have been slaving for you. And it says, now this boy of yours, this son, this boy of yours, and you know what the father said? My son, your brother has returned. See, there's some of us who don't go smoke, slip around, and drink around, and we're in church we almost feel that it's our birthright to be who we are and, and that, that, that the, the things, that that's how it's supposed to be. It's almost like, how dare she comes and get the solo and she was smoking not too long ago and now she's doing a solo. How dare he comes and, and do this? And, and a lot of you, you can identify with the quote-unquote good child. If you are truly a good child or the good son there's another lost son too look no further than within your own heart are you happy with how the father is treating you on a daily basis by providing food shelter work and family his unconditional love comfort and grace god has given you all you need and more, you are blessed. The thing is, learn to be grateful. Look within yourself and learn to be grateful. Yes, you did not get knocked up before you get married. That doesn't mean somebody will get knocked up before they got married. You are better than they are. If they come back to God and you come back to God, you both are a child of God. Just because somebody did a stint in juvie, if they come back to God and God restore them, guess what? The world may hold that record against them, but you cannot, or you are not to hold that record against them. Um, because one of the things that we have to realize is this. When we look inside, 
we know how filthy we are. And it's only by the grace of God that is able to fix us up. And the problem is, in our churches, what we do, we try to say, go put on the suit and come. Go clean and come. I, I tried to invite somebody to come to church uh, um, last week. They said, Pastor, I don't have church clothes. I said, well, what kind of clothes do you have? She said, I got jeans and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, we wear jeans and stuff. Come to church. I said, come to God. Come. Um, let me give you this illustration. There's an artist um, searching for a man to model as the prodigal son. He saw a beggar in the streets and asked the beggar to come to his studio and pose for him, promising to pay him. At the appointed time, the man appeared, neatly shaven and all dressed up. The artist said, who are you? The guy says, I'm the beggar. I thought I'll get cleaned up before I got painted. The artist says, I can't use you as you are. Now, the artist dismiss him. A lot of us, we are trying to fix ourselves to come to Jesus. What Jesus is saying, when you look on the inside, what you see, just come to Jesus just as you are. The prodigal son, all he did was like, he was still in the pig pen outfit. He was still smelling like the pig, but yet he came to his father. And if you see, when he looked inside of him, he came to himself. But what is our God? Is What, what did he do? He ran. He didn't say, son, you stink. He didn't say, you smell like pig. He didn't say, you don't look kosher. Because what grace does, when you run towards grace, he covers your sin. He covers your shortcomings. He takes away your flaws. And I know some of you, you may not like, you may not look, you may not like how you look, but I'm telling you, you come to Jesus just because I said that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't try to come to him with your own merit. The boy was depleted. He did not. When he looked inside, he was bankrupt. He didn't have nothing else to come. Number two. Number two. It's a simple one. I'm not that deep. Not only you got to look on the inside, know that he is waiting for you with open arms. If you're the prodigal son, which we all are at some point due to our sin, be grateful for the unconditional love and forgiveness that will greet you when you come back home. There's something that we're about to do here, and I'm saying it out loud. I'm saying it first. We gotta have a party up in this piece. And this party is gonna be in the parking lot. It's gonna be for everybody who has ever come to redemption who think that now they are not good enough to come back to redemption. Okay, two people say amen, amen, amen. The point I'm making to you is this. A lot of people think that we are such a lofty church, a bougie church, that if you messed up, you're no longer welcome. Can I tell you this place? You know what this place is called? Redemption. Redemption means buy back. Just like we saw last week how uh, 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 um, Boaz was able to buy back in the same way. That's what God does. When the son came back, Jesus, God says, I am going to take you back and I'm going to lavish you and give you even more. Then you deserve. 
If you're the good child, no matter how close you are currently to God, rest assured that he loves you with this, with this sacrificial love that's greater than you can even comprehend. When you fall, he'll be there to catch you up. When you stray, and you probably will, he welcomes you back. His loves for you is independent for any other relationship. Open arms. Um, there's a story that said about a former first lady, Betty Ford. Her son, Stephen, tells the story. And I believe it was the story was put on the Daily Bread uh, magazine. She was, this is, Stephen said this, she was one, she was the one with uh, the love and comfort. And she was the first one there to put her arms around you. The son says, 19 years ago, when I was, and th th this was in 2013 when the story came out. It says, 19 years ago, when I went through my alcoholism, my mother gave me one of the greatest gifts. And that was how to surrender to God and to accept the grace of God in my life. And truly in her arms, I felt like the prodigal son coming home. And I felt God's love through her. Through her and that was a good gift. Stephen, uh, uh, um, Stephen Ford concluded his tribute with the words, Thank you, Mom, for loving us. Loving your husband, loving us kids, loving the nation with the heart of God. May God enable us to open our arms to others just as his are open wide to all who turn to him. Lord, we have to say, help me to be kind and forgiving. You, your loving kindness you've shown to me, uh, to me for the sins I've committed. Lord, grant me a love like your own. Forgiven sinners know love and show love. Can I tell you something? People don't see God's arms, but they will see your, they will see God's arms through your arms when you open them wide. I don't care where you are. When you forgive someone, when you, when you nurture the love, they are seeing God's work being done through you. Know that. He is waiting. He, meaning God, is waiting with open arms. And regardless of which lost son you are, he's waiting for you. Lastly, and I'm done. It's only restoration. It's only about you and God. You guys hear what I said? What are you related to the prodigal son or the good child? The parable of the prodigal son is really about living your life between you and God, not worrying about keeping score with anyone else. Let me say this again. You're living this life, coming back to God, and it's not worrying about keeping scores. I know Haitians, I know your Haitians, it's in your DNA. You love to keep score. You love to remind people. It's like that sister with the brother who killed the geese at the beginning of the sermon. That's how we are. 
Anybody got kids here you know what I'm talking about? Tattletale on everybody for everything. And sometimes they blackmail each other. That's what we do too in a spiritual sense. Mm. You know, when you see now they're flourishing, you're like, remember? Mm-hmm. She was pregnant out of wedlock, but she got a rock now. Put some respect on her name. Oh, he went to prison. Well, he pays debt to society. Now he's a deacon. Put some respect on his name. See, we love to hold people's record against them. We're like ESPN. We're like CNN. They have to tell you, uh, um, especially, especially Malika Andrews. She doesn't like black men. I said that out loud. Uh, um, <coughs> if you're watching B, you know what I'm talking about. She's going to mention what they've done. How long it was. Don't worry about the echo. It's me preaching. It's, you get it twice. <laughs> uh, um, they always going to be like, oh yeah, um, so and so. Yeah, well, and five years ago, they did this. God doesn't have a five years ago. He doesn't keep a record. He doesn't keep a record. Be thankful God is there for you when you follow him and will always be there to welcome you back if you fell him. Um, I close with this illustration. They call it the photo. Um, longing to live her poor Brazilian neighborhood, Christina wanted to see the world. Discontent with a home having only a, a pallet on the floor, a, a, a wash basin, and a wood-burning stove. She dreamed of a better life in the city. One morning, she slipped away, breaking her mother's heart. Knowing what life is on the streets, uh, what life on the streets would be like for her young, attractive daughter, Maria, the mother, hurriedly packed to go find her. On her way to the bus, she entered a drugstore to get one last thing, pictures. Are you guys listening to me? She sat in the photo booth, closed the curtain, and spent all she could on pictures of herself with a purse full of small black and white photos. She boarded the next bus to Rio de Janeiro. Maria knew Christina had no way of earning money. She also knew that her daughter was too stubborn to give up. When pride meets hunger, a human um, will do things that were before unthinkable. Knowing this, Maria, the mother, began a search. She went at bars, hotels, nightclubs, any place with the reputation for streets, walker, or prostitutes. She went to them all, and at each place she left her picture taped on a bathroom mirror tacked to a hotel bulletin board fastened to a corner uh, uh, um, phone booth and on the back of each photo she wrote a note it wasn't too long before both the money and the pictures ran out and Maria had to go home the Riri mother wept as the bus 
begun its long journey back to a small village. It was a few weeks later that young Christina descended the hotel stairs. Her young face was tired. Her brown eyes no longer dense with youth, but spoke of pain and fear. Her laughter was broken. Her dream had become a nightmare. A thousand times over, she had longed to trade these countless beds for a secure pallet. Yet, the little village was in too many ways too far away. As she reached the bottom of the stairs, her eyes noticed a familiar face. You're with me still. She looked again, and there on the lobby mirror was a small picture of her mother. Christina's eyes burned and her throat tightened as she walked across the room and removed the small photo. Written on the back of this compelling, uh, reading on the back was this compelling invitation. Whatever you have done, whatever you have become, it doesn't matter. Please come home. Let me say it again. The mom put on the back of the picture, whatever you have done, whatever you have become, he, it does not matter. Please come back home. That's exactly what Christina did. I'm telling you in the same way, in a higher, in a holier level, God is saying to you, to, to you and I today, whatever it is you have done, in a picture of Jesus Christ, God is saying to you, whatever it is that you have done, whatever it is you have become, it doesn't matter. Come back to me. Come back to me. Because when you come back to me, I'll make, I'll be the way. When you come back to me, I am the truth. When you come back to me, I am the life. Because when you restore things, you bring life to something that was going to be dead. May God bless you.